You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa, what up, man? This is your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. And wow, folks, today we have a treat. We got one. One of my old school double digit guests way back two years ago at episode 50. Now they're here at episode 314 with some even bigger news than from then. I mean, this team is responsible for the next generation in comics, webtoons, and storytelling. They are the co founders of Macroverse Media, the one, the only dynamic duo of Adam Martin and Evan Matthews, Wepa, how you doing, fellas? <laughs> I mean, uh, can I give you the prize or flowers for best intro ever right now? I think seriously, that- yep. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just need that every well, time I walk in anywhere. That'd be amazing. Yeah. No, no yeah, worries. I'll start yeah, selling recordings for you that you can sell on a megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks so much for having us back. We're uh, we always love chatting with you. Yep. No, but I'm I'm happy to have you guys back because I see that you guys have not stopped. You guys are the train that does not stop. You keep chugging along. You guys are like the snow piercer on crack, just never <laughs> stopping. So. Talk about what you guys have been up to since the last time we spoke. Give us a brief synopsis yeah. before we dig into this dope new book that's out now that you're doing some wild stuff on, too. So talk about what Macroverse has been up to the past two years. Either one of yeah, you can start let, on this one. <laughs> let, let, me, let, me, let me do a quick little recap or, or mm-hmm. reset for you know anyone that is just discovering the Macroverse. Um, so we started the company about, what, close to three years ago now. And uh, prior to that, Adam and I both come from the entertainment world. We've been writing partners for, it sounds crazy to say out loud now, but over 20 years. Um, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so prior to Macroverse, we have been making, you know, film and TV and animation and video game content and comics and, you know, all this other stuff. And with the, we really came to Macroverse with, you know, but first us and then our third co-founder is a guy named Ricky from the game world. And we came to Macroverse having done a graphic novel series in the traditional comics industry for the Boondock Saints. And the two things that we really, you know, what brought us to this, why we got excited about this, like, you know, is there a digitally native comics format that really takes the the guardrails, if you will, off of the storytelling process for creators to still make comics, still be true to the art form of what comics are, but to put more tools in the toolbox and expand the possibilities as creators and storytellers in a digital medium. So that was number one. And then number two is, is there a way for comics creators of all people to actually get paid for their work? <laughs> and so if we oh, thought, if we oh they make talk, comics to get paid. My God. I mean, <laughs> crazy, crazy idea. I mean, crazy idea <laughs> in the hundred years of the comics industry. But, you know, we thought if we could solve those two problems, it'd be worth pursuing. And so we thought we you know, got the, the kind of right approach to do that. We started the company a few years ago to to start heading in that direction and building this out. And so it started with a traditional mobile app, which is out on iOS and Android right now. And we can talk about some of that. 
And then we morphed over the last year and a half into this crazy world of Web3 and NFTs and all the stuff that, you know, some people are excited about and some people are terrified of and some people hate. Uh, and we can talk about that. But at the bottom <laughs> line of all of it, it's kind of rethinking about how creators and fans and communities all come together to build the next generation of entertainment franchises. And for us, that starts with comics. Um, and so that's you know kind of what we've been building. And now we're, uh, I'd say, two months away at the most from launching a pretty revolutionary bit of technology that allows for digital comics and collectability to actually be hand in hand and for the creators behind that to meaningfully make revenue from that, from, from and with their fans and collectors. So there's a lot going on, a lot we've been building. Uh, the final thing I'll say, and then we can kind of dive into whatever aspect you want to dive into, is that over the course of this, we've had the incredible pleasure of just working with you know tons of incredible creators. We've worked with about 100 different creators on the platform at this point. We've produced about 1,000 episodes of content, uh, about half of which is currently live on the app. And so, you know, we've been able to kind of really test a lot of these theories and find our way into what we think is kind of the next generation of all this stuff. So we're, we're very excited about it. Adam, what did I leave out? No, I think he hit most of the points. The one thing for me, I think, to, to add on to that is for both of us having come from kind of traditional entertainment, you know, the scripts that we had written together and the projects we had done, and certainly, you know, my brother's a screenwriter and had saw a ton of this happen to him, and it, it's very, very common is, you know, you'll, you'll pour your heart and soul as a writer into something. You'll create a fantastic script, screenplay, whatever it might be. Even if you're lucky enough to sell that, chances are it is 100 to 1 against that ever seeing the light of day beyond being another script on a shelf or now obviously just another another kind of digital file, PDF in someone's file. And so that was something else for both of us, I think, that was incredibly appealing about coming back into comics was these great ideas that we have, we can still write them, but we can actually have this kind of avenue towards producing them, creating them, getting them out of the world for better or worse, getting them in front of people in kind of a meaningful way. And that's hugely exciting for us. And then, of course, you know, our reasoning pretty much was if it's exciting for us, it'll be exciting for some other people as well. So let's let's open yeah. this up and see what happens, you know. Um, and oh. it's it's certainly validated, I would say, at this point, that that point of view. And, and it's just kind of getting more and more exciting. Indeed. So let's. Let's jump into the excitement of then uh, of you guys diving into this whole new world of the web and Web three and you know why are you guys not afraid of Web three? There's so many other <laughs> haters and and, and, and fear mongers and whatnot. Why are you guys not afraid of it? But you're the type of guy that I like to speak to because me personally, I love AI. I love all this stuff that's coming out. It's you know yeah. these are tools and you just gotta know right. how to use the tools. Don't be fearful of them. Learn how yes. to use them. Yes. Well, I was I was going to say we can talk about about AI and really get all the haters on here as well. But um, <laughs> I, I think it's exactly that. Like, I think, you know, I, I can speak for myself. Like, I am always an early adopter. Like, I've always been an early adopter. Like, I'm someone that wants to kick the tires on these things. And I think, you know, when we talk about Web3 and NFTs, I will say, like, the two things that got me excited initially, and I, I think we're a little bit 
I'm not going to say unique, but we're in the cohort of people that got exposed to this when in the very early days of when it started to get a little bit of attention. So we didn't come in in the kind of big hype cycle. We came in before the big hype cycle. And I think that's relevant because we weren't coming into it from like, oh, we're going to get rich overnight. Instead, we came into it from like, what does this technology allow people to do that they couldn't do before? And I think with any new technology, that's the question to be asking. It's not, you know, is it good or bad? It's like, does this give us tools to do something that we couldn't do without these tools? And I think if you look across, you know, all of the things that have become part of our lives, whether it's social media for better or worse, or our addiction to our phones for better or worse, like all the things that have gone from, you know, kind of little ideas to seismic shifts in the way that we actually live. TV, film, cars. I mean, exactly. I mean, track it all the way back. Every technology shift that has been massively impactful to humanity has started with disruption of the status quo, you know, people that don't think it's going to work to some amount of adoption to now it's the way that we just live and it's just accepted. And, oh my God, don't take that away from me. I need to look at my phone right now. Um, so, you know, I think that's the, you know, I think for me, like I could just very quickly see for our purposes, collectability and digital just made total sense. And at the fundamental layer, I mean, I love to give my, I give my daughter who's nine, our, our chief futurist hat. And I've just been watching the way that she consumes media since she was a kid, since she was a baby. And as she's gotten older, going from being a fan of something like Peppa Pig to now being obsessed with Roblox, I watch her playing Roblox. And like, there is no doubt in my mind that like her generation and beyond, they live in digital worlds. They care more about digital objects than they care about physical objects. And so as a parent, I'm over here going like, she's asking me for Robux and I'm like, giving her robux to throw into the black hole of roblox she will never get (laughs) anything she will never get anything back from that like she'll get some enjoyment from it absolutely but how much cooler would it be i was like you want these butterfly wings here here's the 10 bucks to buy these butterfly wings and you own those butterfly wings and so when you're tired of wearing them go sell them to somebody else not to get rich but to be able to subsidize that experience, I think these are the kinds of things that this, like you cannot do that in a meaningful way without this blockchain technology. And so that's the thing that I think more and more people are going to start to see is it's not about this get rich quick, you know, flipping mentality, you know, the hype cycle around all of it. It's real world applications that are just going to make our digital lives better. And all of our lives, whether we like it or not, are getting more and more and more digital so the more we can have control over that in meaningful ways, the more impactful I think that's going to be. And the more we can do to help facilitate people being able to actually have more meaningful ownership and relationships um, in the in the things that we do and in the things that we play with. So that's that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> How do you see it, Adam? Or do, or do you agree oh, with your very, boy Evan over here? Yeah, no, it's very similar. I mean, I think... You know, as a so I grew up, you know, I learned to read on Asterix. I then was an avid 2000 AD collector. So that was my kind of avenue into regular comics. And that's, I think, but you know, everyone was obviously familiar, but less of a fan, I think, as a kid as, of, the, of, of, of the 2000 AD. So that for me was the route very much into comics, but also then in the way we approach 
comic and comic storytelling on our app. It is these, you know, multiple episodes that are a little bit shorter. It's not the kind of big 22 book page book. It's great. Here's these small yeah. six to eight page stories kind of distributed in this way, um, which is much more 2000 AD for me. But for me as a kid, you know, in England growing up, it was the that trip to the comic store and the finding the cool old things and the interesting bits and pieces and the, you know, the, the special covers that someone had lost and the, all the, that, that co the collecting aspect of that was hugely exciting to me as a, as a kid. And I retained that as an adult. Um, however, for us, having had this experience with the Boondock Saints comic, um, the traditional print side of the business as it currently exists, or as it certainly has existed then was, it was difficult to navigate. And so for us, the clear path forward was digital first with print as this kind of beautiful, elegant collector's edition on the back end. It's not that I feel print is going away. It's just, I think it's going to evolve into something more kind of meaningful and, and the kind of thing you want. Yeah, on your something, coffee table, special. You know. yeah. It's something special. Absolutely. Exactly. I, 100, yeah. brother. I agree 100. Because then you're giving mm -hmm. that physical form life still, but now you're giving it even an extra oomph to it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it becomes, you know, the art in these things is stunning. It deserves a stunning kind of framing to me. And that's that's one of the ways of doing that. And so to me, it was just it made sense. The idea of adding collect. So digital first makes sense. And then adding collectability to being digital first. Like, yes, of course, that works like great. Now we go and figure out how to make it work for us and for fans of the series we produce and for comic fans in general. And you know, we can certainly dig more into the a lot of the negativity around it. I feel a lot of it is mis it's a lot of it is I think is misplaced and and having I'm I am not the early adopter in the way that Eben is. Like he will be the first one to get the new iPhone, the first one to download the new software. I'm like, why is this thing there? Why are we not communicating? Whatever it might be, right? It's just I, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm gonna let it go for a couple of months. It's gonna evolve, it's gonna get the bugs out, and then I'll jump on. But so I think between the two of us, between the early adopter mentality he has and the slightly more kind of methodical, I'm going to wait, look, watch, kind of yeah. step back and watch. But let me hear you having complain about watch, it. Watch, then months. wait, this works. We're going to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good partnership. You know, we have, yeah, exactly. we have a lot of these, a lot of these yins and yangs. I mean, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, the, the last thing I'll say, like, you know, the the biggest, the two biggest things we've heard from other artists and creators is, you know, and, and I think these are very valid concerns. Um, but, you know, number one is, you know, initially it was the environmental impact. And, yep. you know, that was something we actually care a lot about because, you know, again, little kids, I don't want them growing up in a post-apocalyptic wasteland if we can possibly help it. And I think, you know, there are some real issues around our response to, you know, how we're dealing with environmental issues and concerns. And, you know, like that's a real thing. So I think a lot of the complaints around, you know, blockchain energy usage and all that, you know, very valid. Um, as far as what we're doing and most of the industry, you know, may, people may not realize has transitioned now to being much, much more energy efficient, like, you know, a fraction of the, uh, the energy footprint that was being used there. So the technology has already evolved over the past couple of years to mostly mitigate that concern. Um, and then the second one from artist point of view and, and some of the people that we've talked to is, Either they're concerned about people stealing their work and making money off of their work, mm -hmm. 
um, or they're concerned that it's all a scam and, you know, they're, that people are somehow going to get, you know, some kind of pyramid scheme, you know, component of this and that that's going to have some sort of negative impact as well. And so I think, you know, there are two things to just say about that is, you know, one is from the point of view of stealing your work, I mean, for better or worse, like people are already doing that. So if people are going to steal your work, they're already, you know, going to find a way to steal your work. And I think I the mean, key is- all people got to do is go to a convention and, and look at print dealers, right. you know, that are just selling prints of the items that they don't own. <laughs> that's right. I mean, there was a, I can't remember his name now and I won't defame him. It's probably good that I can't remember his name, but there, I remember a story at Comic-Cons, you know, probably, I don't know, eight, 10 years ago, there was a guy that got a lot of attention at one point. He made like a hundred grand, like literally- xeroxing and selling you know other people's art as pretending it was his like you know sitting there signing so it's like oh, wow. there are people in the world that are going to do this stuff no matter what medium it occurs in the crazy thing is what the blockchain allows you to do is actually see the records of the entire thing so it actually makes it much easier if you know what you're looking for to go like oh this is not my work this doesn't have the provenance that you can track back to me as the creator the originator of this and therefore it's an illegitimate you know fake and so it makes it much easier to actually authenticate okay. like this is real this is not real and then the 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 final piece of the kind of the pyramid scheme of all of that you know I always think back and we're you know we're old enough to have gone through these cycles from web 1 to web 2 to web 3 in the early days of web one, you know, I was on, uh, you know, not eBay, what's uh, uh, Craigslist. I was on Craigslist and I found an amazing deal <laughs> on a laptop. And I like, all I had to do was wire, you know, a thousand bucks or whatever it was via Western union to the guy that was going to send it to me. That sounded great. No problem. Set my thousand dollars, never got the computer. So, you know, it's like those were the <laughs> wow. scams in the early days of Web One. <laughs> and, you know, there have been yep. all kinds of scams on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So it's like, you know, these things, again, there are people out there that are going to try to take advantage of the systems. I think what we see for ourselves is, you know, those of us that see this opportunity and the future that we think is a better future that these things create you know, we have to pioneer this. We have to be people that are willing to go like, we're yes. going to deal with these challenges. We're going to find our way through these things to create the things that we ourselves would want. And so some of that means dealing with some bad actors and some people that, you know, are up to no good and finding our way through that and helping other people find their way through that. But I think, you know, those concerns, while valid, doesn't negate, again, sort of the fundamental opportunity, the fundamental power of the technology. And so- you know, Starbucks is using it for their rewards program. Disney is investigating it for things they can do in the theme parks. Like this stuff is absolutely getting integrated into our daily lives. It's just, do you want to be a part of it or do you just want to wait for it to show up and and uh, then exactly. have it be a Are you an Edmund or are you an Adam? <laughs> <laughs> are you an early guy or are you a waiter? You know, that's, that's all it is. So that's our, so, that's so our poll for about me. making yeah. these changes. Making it these changes and doing some dope stuff, right? And I brought up the one. Here we go with yeah. the PowerPoint. Talk to me, cause you're talking about you teased it a little bit. You got some dope stuff coming up that's about to change the game. And I know it's yes. starting over here with Dogland. The book was wrong by Evan Shapiro. What do you mean here? The book was wrong. What's going on? You got me nervous. <laughs> and, and what is this big deal you got going on? Please. 
Yes, one of many awesome mm-hmm. series we're very excited about. But Adam, why don't you give the the elevator pitch for Darkland here? Oh yeah, no, Darkland's great. So Evan Shapiro's, you know, Emmy and Peabody kind of winning uh, uh, producer, writer, and producer, and uh, Portlandia is one of his shows, as it were. So you know, good solid track record industry, and. Uh, actually kind of a funny story we met him through mutual friends a couple of years back you know he was into comics wanted to produce some stuff had a few screenplays kind of as a producer he was like look i can i can uh i can send you some stuff and we'll see if you like one of these right like great send away so i was reading them and i read the first couple and was like yeah no they're kind of interesting but not really and then i started reading this one called darkland and the opening scene is these kind of two characters and they're walking through this slightly weird environment and like they're having this conversation and there's people around eating and it's all it's a little off kilter, but you're not quite sure why. And then you pull back and you realize that it's a bunch of demons sitting around eating dinner and dinner is a live person on the table. Uh, and they're kind of like carving him <laughs> up and eating him. And I was just like, there are two reactions to that, right? There's either, oh God, no, or there's I'm all in. And I was just like, I'm all in. This is amazing. <laughs> um and then you know so i went back to him and said uh so these stars you know but really like darkland and he said well funny because that's my pilot that i wrote um i'd love to explore doing it as a as a comic so we picked it up from there and it's really it's kind of if sandman met pulp fiction you know but set in hell it's this kind of fantastical world um, with you know old angels and demons competing for control of the world, but with this very kind of dark sense of humor pervading the whole thing, um, it's going to really trigger some people. It's very, it's got the you know kind of sex and violence of Game of Thrones. That's quite a strong element to it, but very subversive, very smart, uh, very funny in places. Uh, it's great. It's just great. Uh, it's yeah. it's quite a ride if you're if it's the kind of ride that you enjoy it's quite a ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, yeah. with an opening like what you just explained, I'm all in myself. Uh, heck <laughs> yeah! I mean, today <laughs> I actually saw a clip of a cooking show where it, it, you have to they give you one of the three ingredients, and yeah. apparently this guy said it was it shark, uh, I forgot something else, and he said human flesh. So the people had a guess, and, you know, and the, the two girls, you know, even the host was like, it almost stopped the cameras. They were like, wait, yo, is, is this legit? They're like, it's okay. You just said it's okay. Go on with the show. So, okay. So the girls both guessed shark. So the host goes to the chef. Is it shark? Unfortunately, no, ladies, you're wrong. It is human flesh. <laughs> one lady was like this is just wrong and started gagging instantly hilarious i never got to find out though how it tasted that's the, that's the only reason i was watching how did it taste? <laughs> <laughs> but it tastes like chicken <laughs> i appreciate that that was your concern that's fantastic i think i, think, I mean it seems obvious <laughs> that we all taste like chicken but uh, <laughs> you know so yeah what you're what you're showing and, here and is one of the special covers for the for for the collectible editions of Darkland. So yeah, I think you know it may be worth noting that like each of these series, Darkland included, is you know we basically release this in in at least two ways, if not three ways. Um, so right now, Darkland through episode nine is up on the mobile app on again iOS or Android. Just search Macroverse, you'll easily find the app, um, and so you can binge through over the first half of the series you know on the app, which is also in our 
uh, proprietary tap story format, which we invented, which I'm very proud of. Um, so when we Ooh. talked about is there tap a story, wait a format? minute, don't get away. Don't you get away from that. And we invented it, and then you, let me roll along. No, no. So talk about the yeah. tap. <laughs> so I'll, I'll get on my soapbox about how comics work for a second and uh, invite all kinds all right. of debate around this. But traditional comics <laughs> essentially are is all about you get a rush of information. So you think about opening up a two-page spread in any traditional comic book. You've got somewhere between six and you know 12 panels on a page typically. And you're getting a bunch of visual information very quickly. So your brain is like very quickly taking in all these images. Then it's your job to pick apart this kind of flood of information and find each moment, which then tells the story. Right. So it's like, you know, the, if, if anyone's ever read, you know, Understanding Comics by Scott McCloud or like kind of do, do, kind of gotten into like, how do you actually think about storytelling in traditional comics? Your brain is filling in the gap between panels going like, you know, image one and that you know, dialogue and information connects to image two and that dialogue and information. But at the same time, you're seeing the whole scene of those pages. And so you're kind of putting it all together as you work out each component. So it's all about context. The only way you can surprise anyone in a traditional printed comic is on the page turn, which is why a page turns are so important when you're trying to build something up and pay it off. You can't mm -hmm. only scare someone or surprise someone or tell a joke with a punchline on that page turn. So that's, you know, printed comics. Mm -hmm. Then you've got webtoons and other formats like webtoons, which is essentially a web page. So you're scrolling, you know, through this kind of infinite scroll. And its own kind of variation to that is that you can't ever really surprise anyone because the only thing that you have to play with is the amount of space between images. So as you're scrolling through yeah. this page, you've got, you know, image one here, and then either image two is right below it, or it's a little bit further down. And so you're kind of using the gap between things as a way to dictate the pace of the story. And that's really the only tool that Webtoons Comics have is that gap between images to help dictate pacing. What the tab story does very simply is that every time you touch the screen, the image on the screen changes. So it's a very simple mechanic, but what it allows us to do is really think a lot more cinematically and use time as an element of storytelling. So if you think, you know, a conversation between two characters, that can have two word balloons, that could have 50 word balloons, but you're tapping through that sequence, no longer constrained by the space of the physical printed page, no longer constrained by the gap between images to help tell that story. So you have you know, the ability to deal with dialogue between characters in a totally different way. You have the ability to think about you know, the pacing of a story, the setup payoff, setup payoff, much more like a film where if it takes you three taps to go from point A to point B, that's a very different experience. Mm. If it takes 30 taps to go from point A to point B. So you can draw things out. You can compress things down. You can play with the context of one image against another, which is one of my favorite things that we can do in this format is you might have a close-up of an eye in panel one and maybe right below that there's a close-up of a hand on a sword and you might assume like oh this is the same character but over a couple of taps you might realize oh this is actually two different characters and we're introducing them in a different way and so now you know as that series of images progresses you're revealing something that you again you would never be able to do in those other formats so you know i always like to say it's it's you know the fundamentally important thing to us as we are developing this is that it's still comics it's still the, the what i define as the art form of comics which is the juxtaposition of images and text to tell a story 
There's no animation. There's no sound. There's no motion. It is still the fundamental, you know, format of what makes a comic a comic. But now you have new tools that storytellers can use to bring you through the adventure, through the story, through these sequences. Um, and so as and we plus take the engagement, you have someone yeah. physically involved in the process now. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And that's the other kind of subtle thing, which actually is awesome that you brought that up. We learned this working on some other uh, mobile apps before, not, not comic related, but some other mobile apps that were around storytelling before we launched Macroverse that just the simple fact that you're touching the screen creates a layer of engagement that's different than kind of the passive scroll or, you know, the flip of the page that it's like, it makes you feel more connected to the material, um, which is pretty cool. So yeah, all, all of that comes together in a way that, you know, can really do some interesting and dynamic things. And it's, you know, something that we've really fallen in love with. Um, so that's a long way around. Long way around to Darkland is on the mobile app and then collectible editions of that, which are two of the covers that you showed prior to this one, um, are, are, are special covers for Darkland. So, you know, as you would think about going to the comic store and maybe getting that, you know, one in 1000 sketch cover or the, you know, special cover from an artist that you love that's coming and doing a, a cameo yeah. on that you know, for a particular book. That's how we've thought about these collectible editions and that there are at least five different covers for each of these editions. They, you know, you, you're kind of, uh, un, it's almost like an unboxing experience in a game where it's like, you're not sure which one you're going to get until you collect it. And then this one, for example, oh, okay. is the rarest one in the Darkland collection. So there's literally only one of them in the entire collection. So whoever gets this mm -hmm. one will be pretty, pretty uh, fortunate. And oh, this uber exclusive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and we worked with an incredible 3D artist and it's actually animated. It's we, animated, I was going to say. This is a still, a still frame of an animated work of art, basically. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, really? It's, it's very, I mean, it, yeah. it looks gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous. no, he's, he's incredible. I mean, and then this, this is from a... This, this one I love. Popping. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this is from a different series called Bushidos, and and maybe Adam can talk a little bit about that process because this is one of the things we I don't think ever could have predicted about this journey into the Web three world is how we've ended up working with some of these projects. But we love uh, Bushidos is kind of sci fi samurai story. This uh, cover is by a comic artist named Juan Doe, um, who is very well known for his oh, Marvel okay. uh, cover art. Um, become a good friend of ours and just an amazing illustrator. But but maybe Adam can talk a little bit about the process here because it's been really fascinating and something we kind of fall in love with. Yeah. No, it's been, it has been that thing of, uh, you know, you talk about experiences in Web3 that convince you it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's positive and this has definitely been one of those. So Bushido's originally uh, was a PFP project. So it was a series of 8,888 individual little character faces basically like bored apes or like crypto punks or one of those kind of profile picture projects um bushido's was this kind of sci-fi samurai inspired very cool graphic art um, um <clears throat> excuse me um and great community lots of lots of excitement the artist with a chap and the creator was a chap called is a chap called jeremy booth who is becoming a kind of known artist in his own right now um would launch the series, lots of aspirations around kind of what they want to do with it. And one of those things was to tell stories and to create comics out of it. But no one on the kind of core team had done that. So we met through mutual friends again. And basically, we got hired to come into their community and do a couple of things. The first was 
develop kind of a core lore for this world. So he had a couple of great ideas, but it was very loosely defined. Um, and so what we did was came into the community and over the over a series of weeks, a series of sessions with, you know, live Discord, you know, 20, 30, 40 people on these things, um, oh my God. worked our way through. Great. From this core idea, this kind of one, you know, this this one paragraph pitch for what this world is, what does this actually mean? What are the rules? How does this thing work? Where do the good guys come from? Where do the villains come from? How does this, how does all this stuff play together? But so really all the, the true rules of the world were created by the community, by the fans of, the, of this thing, of these, these PFPs. And then, oh, nice. which was awesome. And like, they were super excited. We loved it. We were able to kind of, again, with the, with the experience of you know, traditional film and TV and storytelling, like, great, here's how we kind of shape all these ideas into something coherent. So we produced that. Um, and then from that stemmed two other things. One was great. Now we've got the guidelines. We've got the rules of this world. We've got the lore. What is a six episode core story? comic story that we can tell like what is a core story we can tell that takes this 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 great this great ip these great ideas that moves these things forward so again worked on the broad strokes of that with the community and then actually i ended up kind of writing that series and it's end up being an eight an eight episode series the second thing we did which is the by far the coolest part of this is having taught storytelling in the community Anyone who owned one of these PFPs, so anyone who owned a Bushido PFP, could pitch a story idea back to the community based around the character that they had. So you own the guy in the middle with the red eyes and the, and the cool thing. I own that character. It's my, it's my PFP. Well, I've got this great idea about how he grew up in the forest and he became this thing and he took some mushrooms one day and blah, blah, blah. Whatever it might be, right? You can go and then pitch your idea. <laughs> and then the community voted on of we got what 30 40 pitches i think and we would comment and do little bits and pieces but then the community was like great by this day you need to have voted on which of these you like the best and we then rolled out like great six of these the top six of these we are now going to green light into production so they're short stories little eight page episodes basically but a bunch of creators literally from around the world all none of whom had written anything before got an idea that they had about this character that they loved, they pitched it. We then worked with them to develop the story. We paired them with some fantastic artists, again, from across the world. And we now have this collection of six short stories, all set in the world of Bushido's, but totally different art styles, totally different narrative styles, exploring all these different avenues of this, this universe. And all from people who had, you know, they, they like comics, they like movies, they like TV, but had never done this before and are just over the moon excited about seeing their stuff in print. That's amazing. Allowing, it's, so cool. it's, it's really allowing fans the real experience. A real experience. Yes. I it's, mean, it's to really be part of it where they're not creative. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, well, it's allowing fans to be a part of the process and it's allowing a certain segment of fans actually become creators. And it's like, you know, I always, I always think about this in that context. You know, I've been going to Comic-Con since I was, you know, 13. And I remember like one of my first Comic Cons, which shout out to Dragon Con in Atlanta. Uh, I was, you know, there at the Marvel booth. And I just think about looking at like, oh. you know, they had previews of upcoming comics and, you know, other stuff that was, you know, kind of coming down the road for Marvel, you know, way before the MCU. 
But, you know, I always think like if as a 13 year old, if I had had been given the chance to go like, what do you think Spider-Man should do, you know, next month? Like and and not only be able to share those ideas, but then actually (laughs) see those ideas turned into something real and then not only see those things turned into something real, but actually generate some sort of revenue from the result of whatever that is like that connection Mm. between creator and franchise and fan like starts to be something that we can tie together in a brand new way. And again, it's enabled by this kind of blockchain technology. So it's, you know, it's a different way of thinking about world building and franchise building where it's not just us making something for you and hoping that you like it, but really having this ongoing collaborative dialogue where it's the fans and the creators and the community as a whole having something to say about, you know, what happens and sharing in the results of that. So it's, it's just, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. I love how you say world building, but it's a lot more than that. It's yeah, it's people building, it's network building, real community building. Wow, this this, wow, this is amazing. Kudos on you guys for being so (laughs) forward thinking. Thank you. And who is this? So this is he looks like Tobacco has an apple. (laughs) <laughs> this, is, this is Eve, and uh, we've got a couple of incarnations of Satan in the background here. So in the Darkland world, uh, one of the things that's very cool about the Darkland world is Satan is not one character. Satan is a lineage. Um, and so Satan is king, basically. Satan is the king of, of Tyre, which is our version of hell. And, um, you know, there's a, a, a bloodline of Satans, essentially. And so, you know, some of them have been actually kind of trying to do things that might be good. And some of them have been trying to do things that might've been a little less good. <laughs> so you've got Eve in the center here uh, between Lucifer on uh, screen the left, left. Yep. and uh, Satan the third on yep. screen right. Um, and so this Satan is yeah, another, <laughs> I love another, it. another of our amazing, you know, pieces of cover art for yep. the collectible. And it, in case you hadn't guessed, and again, it goes back to the, 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 the trigger warning. Uh, uh, Darkland is incredibly irreligious. It is going to really <laughs> upset some people. Um, so you know, it's it, yeah. it it pokes at it pokes at, at religion in in uh, you know in all the in all the in all the right ways as far as I'm concerned. But it pokes at a lot of assumptions and interests and all those things. Uh, it's it's fantastic, oh, but it's definitely it's going to make some people really mad. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of what we're hoping at uh, the same time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. Anytime yeah. you can elicit a reaction, you, you're doing your job, all right? Yeah, it's exactly. okay. I mean, right. they came out with that Jesus book that DC canceled, then Ahoy picked up, right? Yeah, and then yeah. it wound up doing on volume three. You yeah. see, DC, they lost. <laughs> they didn't have the cojones, yeah. if you will. Right. But you guys, right. cojones, you guys got cojones. You know, <laughs> folks, if you love you with cojones, oh, look, you go right here because they're killing it. They're killing it. Look, before we go Thank further, you. Ever look, folks, this is all I want you to do macroverse.com. Visit this beautiful website. One, I'll show you in a second how that looks like before we go. And please follow them on Twitter and IG at macroverse HQ and check out their YouTube today. Subscribe, turn on notifications so you'll be on alert anytime they got something dope popping off at macroverse media on YouTube. Now, I want to take a look at the sexy site before we go. There we go. Look at this. Ooh, there, there goes go. Eve being naughty, naughty. You know, <laughs> doing her thing here. Yeah, and there we go. You... The worlds of Bushidos, Auckland, Hex 11, Dead Town. I mean, look at this. Yeah. And we're, Beautiful. We're and what very, is the payment very... list? 
so pre-mint is how you uh, get on the list for the collectible editions, which are again coming in the next kind of four oh. to eight weeks. Um, and so this is this is a great way for people that you know have been kind of Web three curious, let's call it, to you know get into the ecosystem. Um, and we're also happy to hold people's hands through that process because we know sometimes it's a little daunting to figure out you know how to do it you know right. And so uh, we're also uh, very available on our Discord, so you can see the Discord link there as well. Um, and so that's where the community is primarily gathered and we can, you know, help people with that, you know, kind of onboarding process if need be, or if they want to participate in the storytelling sessions that we do and these mm-hmm. kind of new projects that we're rolling out, like that's where most of that happens. Um, and, uh, yeah, so pre-mint is, you know, you get on the pre-mint list with uh, a wallet with a, you know, crypto wallet, and then we, that's how you'll mint and collect the, the collectible editions when they come out. Okay. So do they, they bring your own crypto wallet or do you recommend a certain yeah. crypto wallet to you? It's a, it's a bring your own crypto wallet, but MetaMask is by far Metamask the leader. MetaMask.io okay. is the, the biggest one. Yep. Um, and then, Excellent. you know, and then again, we'll, and we'll, we'll help, help people through that this? process. You talking about <laughs> oh. getting people involved. Like, what a tease. They could get a free <laughs> NFT. What are we talking about here? Look, people free. <laughs> your this is a favorite F. This is a series that we did caught when we when we first started getting into this world. You know, one of the things that we found is there a lot of people just need a little education about, you know, what this is and why is it impactful and some of the things that we talked about early on. Um, And so, you know, we did a a single comic series basically called the ABCs of NFTs, which are these single page explainer comics around, you know, some of these concepts um, partnered with an, another incredible artist uh, who we just absolutely adore. And you can see this you know, little wallet here with a rainbow coming out of it as one of the, the il- illustrations from the comic. But if you go onto our Discord and uh, sign up to join the community, which is you know, not, no, no cost to do that, but just you know, kind of get through the, the initial I'm a human part of it, um, <laughs> then there's a channel there to register your wallet address and we'll send you a free NFT. Um, so that can be a lot of people's first NFT and way into the community. Excellent, excellent. And now, uh, can humans that have their heart in the middle also apply, or only humans with hearts on the middle? No, hearts in the middle are fine. We'll I've, take hearts wherever we can get them. Yeah. <laughs> so, and what's this? This looks appealing to me. A Web three comic called called Reverse. What's that? Yes. Yeah, so we did this event uh, at the end of last year. One of the things we noticed, and this was our reaction, again, to some of what we were talking about. So, you know, the hype cycle for NFTs got so big and so overblown that, you know, we started to see that so much of the activity coming into the space was really about speculation. And anyone that remembers the comics industry in the 90s, like, it knows what that feels like, right? (laughs) So it's like, I've got my 10 copies. Polybagged X Force, you know, number one, and you know all that stuff. So we all have seen this before. I'm gonna be rich. This is right. not right. So it's like people just you know dumping in because I'm gonna get this stuff and I'm gonna immediately make make a bunch of money, and then that bubble bursts. Some people think, well, that means there was nothing real here. Other people go like, okay, well, let's reacclimate to like what is actually real here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, at the end of the day, we we said there are a number of projects in the Web three space that actually do have their heart in the right place, that do have great creators that are trying to do really interesting creative things. And from our point of view, tell interesting stories in new ways. And so we did this Web3 Comic-Con initiative to highlight those projects. And so actually, if you go on our uh, YouTube channel, there's a whole, you know, we did a 48 
hour you know virtual event where we talk to Ooh. i don't know 15 or 20 projects you know talking about their specific approaches to tackling some of these things and taking it away from the speculative side of nfts to more mm. of like why should i care like you know what's the story here who are these characters what's this world that you're trying to build what does this do for creators and people and so having those conversations as opposed to the how do we get rich conversations <laughs> um, so that's that's a whole that's a whole playlist on our on our youtube channel and we'll be doing that again well, at the similar time this yay year. You yeah, answered exactly. my question before I yeah. asked, Adam. Thank you. Because this yeah. sounds so interesting. So, yeah, I'm all in. So, what is it, 48 hours of comics and, and, and education and learning how awesome the Macroverse world is. Folks, come on. Yeah. Look at the beauty of this website. <laughs> come on over here. Connect that wallet and start diving yeah. in to this beautiful exactly. world over here. All right. And, and, yeah, and of cool, course, yeah. you get the app. All right. You know, so check out Macroverse. Yeah. You get the app. I mean, it's available on your favorite. Uh, joints right over here. I mean, look, look at this on, on Apple. Look, look, look simple. I mean, look, they tell you the app is fire. The artwork is great. Great stories. They're hooked. So I, like I tell you, this is like a drug. You know what I mean? You're going to love this, folks. <laughs> this is what you need in your life, all right? For real. We could it's not agree more. Stuff, these are Thank amazing. you, Al. Appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. <man>. Yes. <laughs> now, yo, are you guys going to be making any con appearances, you know, anytime this year where, you, where you're going to be, ha- where we could be hands-on? Yeah, we, we don't we Why don't currently we don't currently have any live events planned at the moment. We're very heads down, kind of building all the stuff behind the scenes. Okay. But we are live. I mean, we're very accessible. So, like Discord, if you want to come talk to us and hang out, like the Discord really is the place to do that. We've got an incredible community of people there. And and as we were talking about, I mean, for us, and you know, I think per, it's been so rewarding to see people that have been lifelong fans of this kind of stuff be able to actually see their own ideas become Mm -hmm. real things and and honestly real things that i think are actually good (laughs) so having gone through this process and it's not just like you know hey you know good job johnny it's like no like this is the beginning (laughs) of something that could become something real and that could be something that other people really respond to um, so, you know, that seeing people do that and now be excited about, you know, storytelling and drawing, like we've got one guy in there who, you know, at, you know, I don't know, 40 years old or close to 40 years old has started drawing for the first time. And like, oh, wow. Tips Look on, at that, you know, folks. Macroverse yes, doesn't just book community, but they inspire <laughs> their community. You got 40 year old <laughs> taking the dive. Come on, man. Yeah, I love it. We're, and then there are two other projects I just want to shout out for anyone watching. So, you know, one is we're in the middle of doing something that's uh, going to be rolling out over the course of this year, which is tied into the whole concept of the macroverse, which is our yeah. macro knots, which are the explorers of the macroverse. Uh, so every week I actually do a live stream with members of the community where we talk about the concepts in this world and the characters. And this will all ultimately be other you know things that people can plug into and create stories inside of. Um, so that happens on a weekly basis. Evan, and I then, didn't see you wear a spacesuit when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> a little different take on it, but uh, that's where I started was a spacesuit. So maybe you'll get your wish there. Um, and then we're launching something on Monday, which this is a little, you know, surprise alpha for anyone uh, listening. Exclusive. Uh, exclusive, exclusively dropped here. So Jason Brubaker, who we've just become great friends with, is an amazing creator. Uh, Eisner nominated graphic novelist. You know, he's been one of the most successful people on Kickstarter for graphic novels. 
Um, you know, people might know him from Remind or Sithra. He was a concept artist on Kung Fu Panda prior to being a comic artist. Um, you know, really phenomenal guy and just incredible, mm -hmm. incredible, you know, comics artist. So we've become the exclusive digital home for all of his work. We've got a new series with him, which will be rolling out later this year, which will be Macroverse exclusive. And on a lark, just to bring all the haters into this conversation, we've been, you know, collectively kind of starting to kick the tires on a bunch of these AI tools. And Jason's another one of those guys that's like, well, let me play with this and see, is there a role for this in my work? And so he and I were chatting and he sent me the first 10 episodes of something that he's been playing with, which is asking ChatGPT to write him one page comics. And then he draws them. One, one panel. Oh, Sorry, not one, one panel, panel comics. One panel, one yeah. One panel so, funny it's comics. It's like, think of the far side. The far side. Yeah. But yeah, it's like written by AI drawn by jason and so we're going to start releasing these on monday on a new twitter feed which is called written by ai with an underscore at the oh end. and so well, be i gotta check this out there's at least, at least 100 episodes and so they'll be released for free on the twitter stream and then every day you'll also be able to mint one as an nft for five bucks so for anybody oh, who wants to collect shit. them it's another you know super easy way to dive in mm -hmm. there and we'll come up with some fun rewards over time for people that collect them all or that collect batches of them. But they're they're, they're charming. They're funny. They're, they're charming. Great. The fact that it's written by the computer and drawn by him is just, you know, it just tickles the right, you know, yeah. funny bone yeah. at the right moment. Um, but yeah, written by AI underscore both on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and those will start coming out on Monday. Rolling out Monday. Yep. Yeah. I'm digging it. That, that's the, see folks making it work somehow collaborative although don't ask ai to write yeah. a story about you because apparently a, a friend of mine that works <laughs> in the journalistic video game space decided yeah. to ask chat gpt you know tell me about myself you know so he put in his name and apparently he died a couple of years ago <laughs> <laughs> so i was like oh my god i've been talking to a zombie this whole time what the hell is going on here that's the yeah. ghost in the machine. I feel like there was a horror movie with that premise that came out last year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? Oh, my God. I read about my death. So, nah, but folks, we're talking about life here. And they're bringing you nothing but joy in this life with the Macroverse app and the whole world and the Web 3.0. So, please check it out, folks. Support, support, support. Links are below. Click away. Show the love. Send, tell them Mega sense you in the comic crusaders because we're all one big family and this very small, independent comic book community. All right, and they're up to greatness. So again, support people like this. We need more people like this that embracing technology and building community with said technology. And of course, bringing us some dope stuff. You saw that art. <laughs> Where am I? I'm digging it. I can't wait. So again, thank you, Adam. Thank you, Evan. Thank you for everyone that tuned in. Appreciate you guys. Check out my extended family over at undercovercapes.com and check out my little show, the Al America Podcast, aka the Amp Baby, drops you know weekly. So we go from yeah. there. All right. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.